for a love murder quickie. Welcome, Andy and everyone, to the first Hellmark holiday special. I'm Andy Cassette. And I'm Jessie Prey, and this is a love murder quickie. Hi, Andy. Hi, Jessie. Welcome back, everyone, to Love Murder, the podcast where true crime meets human interest and where the holidays tend to go very, very wrong. You can find Love Murder on Twitter and Instagram at Love Murder Pod and on Facebook by searching Love Murder Podcast. And as always, if you enjoy this show, please love slash murder a five-star rating on your podcast app and help new people discover me and Andy. Okay, Jesse. so we've had a very punny holiday season Cocktoberfest, <laughs> thanks killing and now we're on to hellmark holidays <laughs> you know it as you know not only do i like a good pun but i'm a little obsessed with the holidays and i have more than a passing familiarity with the hallmark channel i'm not ashamed to admit so i thought it'd be fun if for each of the next two weeks we do a quick bonus episode with some crazy Hellmark holiday Christmas crimes. And Hanukkah, can you believe it? That's oh the God. best I could do with Hanukkah. Sorry, guys. Happy Hanukkah, though. <laughs> okay. So what we're going to do for each of these bonuses will be a little murder crime sandwich. Two non-lethal crimes on either side of a holiday murder in the middle. You know I love a good murder crime turducken. Let's do it. <laughs> okay. I am up first. Oh, I can't wait. So you're doing the non-murdery crimes, this one. Yes. This first story is from the Seattle Times by Jennifer Sullivan. And the title of the story is Prison, Not North Pole for the quote-unquote Santa Claus burglar. Oh, no. <laughs> A Seattle man who was nicknamed the Santa Claus burglar after he became stuck in a chimney for nearly six hours during a botched burglary was sentenced Thursday morning to 17 months in prison. Oh my God, that's so bad. He was in the chimney for six hours. Yeah, this originally happened. This article came out in 2010. So here we go. The jury didn't buy it, and on Thursday, even the judge found the story spun by the so-called Santa Claus burglar that he had become stuck in a chimney while trying to retrieve his backpack, quote-unquote, unbelievable. But <laughs> That's a terrible story. But Sean Chanel, 23, didn't help his cause when he cursed at the King County Superior Judge Helen Halpert as she prepared to sentence him for residential burglary. Then, for reasons that eluded even his own attorney, Chanel asked the judge to sentence him to nearly two years of prison. Defense attorney Suzanne Pickering sought a sentence of 15 months behind bars. She later said she believes her client misspoke when he asked for a longer term. This kid's having, like, a really hard time. Sean, you need help. (laughs) Yeah, Sean. I don't know. Maybe, like, he lost some brain cells when he was stuck in the chimney. Halpert... (laughs) Halpert ultimately opted for a sentence between the two. You know, it's fair. 17 months, the same term recommended by Deputy Prosecutor Maurice Klassen. Halpert also criticized Chanel for his explanation of how he wound up stuck in the chimney of a Seward Park home for six hours on February 19th. It wasn't even on Christmas. It wasn't even on Christmas. Or anywhere around Christmas. Aww. 
I know. Poor guy. Seattle firefighters pulled a naked Chanel from the wait, rough edge. What? He was naked? And wait, this is not – he's in a stranger's home, naked, and he said he was trying to get his backpack out of the chimney? Yeah, just – I mean, that's like a normal Thursday night, right? <laughs> Um, Seattle firefighters pulled a naked Chanel from the rough edge chimney after a neighbor reported hearing some yelling for help. It's unclear why Chanel was naked, but it took the paramedics 45 minutes to chisel away bricks from the chimney to free him. Police say Chanel put a chair on a central air conditioning unit to get onto the roof. His chimney predicament earned him the nickname, the Santa Claus Burglar. During his statements to the Seattle police, Chanel claimed that a friend had tossed his backpack into the covered chimney and that he was merely trying to retrieve it. But police found the bag leaning against the garage of the home, so that one didn't work out. The jurors deliberated for about an hour before finding Chanel guilty July 20th. Chanel's criminal history includes convictions of possession of a stolen vehicle and drug violations, according to the charging documents. I would say drugs had definitely something to do with this. Also, what did did he like lube up and get naked so he could like slide down the chimney? Why was he naked? I don't know, but the most ironic part of this entire story is the documents say that he had been released from jail on an unrelated possession of a stolen vehicle charge on December 25th. Oh my God. So on Christmas, he stole a car and then in February, he slid naked down somebody's chimney and got stuck. He is a gift that keeps giving this Sean Chanel. Sean Chanel. And it's S-H-O-N. It's a unique spelling. It really, it really is. Wow. That is something else. So it's time for some murder. Yes. I am I am the murder meat in the sandwich over here. So this is sad, of course. That's why we're doing we're doing silly crimes like on the beginning and the end, guys, so you can forget how sad you are about the murder by the end of the episode. Yeah, you're welcome. Yes. It's your it's your Christmas present or your Hanukkah gift or your Kwanzaa celebration present. Okay, so the title of this one is Twin of Slain Jacksonville Woman Says He Found Her Beneath Christmas Gifts. Oh, no. This is from December 6th, 2011 by Dana Treen from Jacksonville.com. Woman whom police and victim's brother describe as family friend is now charged with murder. The third time Phil Axed went through his twin sister's den, he spotted her foot. The rest of her body was buried completely with the kids' Christmas presents, he said. Beneath the pile of gifts meant for nephews, nieces, and grandchildren, Michelle O'Dowd was dead, her bloodied face covered with a terry cloth towel. The house was in shambles. Axed made the discovery Friday morning after O'Dowd didn't show up for work at his business. A family member talked to her the evening before, he said, but learned only later that the 67-year-old woman who lived alone was not by herself. Someone they considered a family friend also was at the condo in the gated Southside neighborhood. That friend, Patty Michelle White, 37, had been a nephew's live-in girlfriend in South Carolina, Axed said Monday. Now she is charged with O'Dowd's death. 
I grabbed her ankle and it was cold, Axe recalled. He was alone, he said, when he discovered the woman who everyone knew as Mickey O and he calls his baby twin sister. Presents were piled on top of O'Dowd and an empty vodka bottle was nearby. He thinks the bottle was a prop posed by the killer. Police have not discussed evidence in the case. The family has been told O'Dowd died of blunt force trauma and strangulation. Yikes. White was charged with murder after she was tracked to South Carolina, where police said she had been living in York for the last few months. Investigators said White returned to Jacksonville to rob the older woman. So sad. Police have not reported if White has been extradited to Jacksonville. Axe said that his family has known White for four or five years and that she and his nephew had broken up. She moved to Orlando for a while, Axe said, but she also stayed with O'Dowd for a month or so recently and occasionally made overnight visits. So it sounds like this nice older lady opened her home to like a troubled younger woman and she took advantage of that. So sad. So sad. To help White earn money, Axton, his sisters, would pay her to clean houses or do other jobs. She sometimes babysat his grandchildren, he said. She was part of the family, he said. O'Dowd would send White to the store for groceries and other items and give her the PIN numbers for her debit and credit cards, Axe said. His sister, he said, was just one of those sweet, sweet, sweet ladies. Oh, God. White also knew the entry codes to Grand Reserve, the gated community on Sutton Park Drive. On Friday, a debit card stolen from O'Dowd was used at two bank ATMs, police said. White was identified on the surveillance photos. I mean, she is caught af. They got her. Axe said $500 was stolen each time. He said the withdrawals were made in Jacksonville on a route leading to the highway in South Carolina. A police canvas of 10 homes around O'Dowd's found only one person home and they didn't hear anything, a police report said. This was her favorite time of the year, Axe said, of his sister. She even took care of decorating his business for the holidays, he said. How can you be so sick, he asked, to bury the victim with children's gifts? Yeah, that's twisted. That is so twisted. I mean, she had to be, like, out of her right mind. So they did find her in South Carolina, and she ended up pleading guilty to second-degree murder And she got 45 years in prison. Why just second degree? I think she got it talked down. Like because it was a plea. Yeah. It's annoying. Oof. This is exactly why we're doing the comical crime gone wrong with no one murdered surrounding (laughs) bookending the terrible Christmas crime because finding a sweet older woman's body underneath children's Christmas presents is almost too sad to bear. Yeah, so you ready to get a little pick-me-up? I need a pick-me-up. I hope it's it's somebody doing a really, really dumb holiday crime because that's what I'm here for. Man stabbed with ceramic squirrel after failing to bring home beer on Christmas Eve. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. He, he was stabbed with a ceramic squirrel? Yeah, this was December 28th, 2013 from the Associated Press, um, New York Daily News, and I'm just going to get right into it. North Charleston, South Carolina. South Carolina authorities say that a 44-year-old woman, angry at a man for returning home without beer on Christmas, beat and stabbed him with a ceramic squirrel. (laughs) 
I just want to show you this. Oh my God, that's the ceramic squirrel. Guys, this is it's a ceramic mama squirrel with a little baby squirrel underneath its tail. We're going to definitely put it up on the Instagram because it's almost too cute for words. I feel bad when anyone gets assaulted. That's terrible. But that squirrel is really, really cute. <laughs> Do we even like need the story? Like it's just all about the squirrel. It's all about the squirrel and... To be honest, like maybe he promised to bring home beer and there's a lot of like liquor stores and convenience stores that aren't open on Christmas Day and you know, and what are you going to do? I'm pretty sure in Charleston there's that like nighttime law too. Yeah. So it's it's pretty fucked. The Charleston County Sheriff's Office says in a report that deputies found a man covered with blood when they arrived at Hel- Helen Williams' North Charleston home early Wednesday. So it was a Wednesday. It wasn't even like a Sunday where they like don't have liquor on Sunday. Like it's like a Wednesday. She told investigators the man fell and cut himself but couldn't explain why her hands and clothes were also bloody. Oh, you caught, girl. You caught. The squirrel, you caught. The squirrel's just sitting there like, I did the squirrel get like super screwed up? I'm like, sure, is it broken I'm into sure. pieces? I I don't know. The squirrel looks pretty intact in this picture, but they may have it might have been an old photo. Uh, <laughs> I love that she had just photos of her ceramic squirrel slaying around. Slash so murder weapon. Murder uh, weapon, yeah. Deputies say the man said Williams was so angry when he returned without beer because stores were closed on Christmas Eve, as you said, that she mm-hmm. grabbed the ceramic squirrel and beat him in the head and then stabbed him in the shoulder and chest. <gasps> that poor guy and that poor squirrel. It, it could not have been the same. I'm not going to lie. This story ends really abruptly. Williams was in jail Friday and charged with criminal domestic violence. It wasn't known if she had a lawyer. Period. <laughs> that is that is an abrupt end to a squirrely story. It's super squirrely. Um, speaking of Christmas crimes and uncommon weapons, when I was really young, I wanted to write a murder mystery. Stop me if I've already told you this one. No, but I feel like you about- need to stop because you should still do it. No, when I tell you what it is, you're going to tell me I should have never told you or the audience that I even thought of this. It was going to be called The Candy Cane Killer, and the killer was going to sharpen candy canes, stab people to death, and then eat the murder weapon. I feel like... Okay, two questions. One, yes. did you watch... Did you come up with this before or after you watched... Started getting into Santa Slays? This was way before. I was like eight. I didn't watch Santa Slays until my 20s. Okay. And two, I like, I still think it's a good idea. <laughs> okay. Love Murder exclusive, a novella written by me, Jesse Prey. I really, about- I really don't think you should have even told the audience because I feel like someone could just take the story and run. You know, I'm going to, guys, here's my Christmas present to you. You can have my intellectual property. <laughs> if, you, if you like that story, I say run with it. Write some fan fiction. Give, give me a little shout out. Have the, the killer listening to Love Murder. <laughs> okay, well, that is it. That is our first Hellmark. Tune back in for next Monday. I'm going to have two Christmas crimes and Andy's going to be the murder meat. Yeah, and it's like literally up the street from my house. So thanks. 
Well, yeah, that's why you got that one. We wanted you to have a nice hometown story for us to really bring it, bring it on home for the holidays. Thanks. As if there's not enough horrible things happening here right now. <laughs> Just pour it on. That's what it's for. Yeah, you don't even get snow there, so sucks to be you. All right. Well, I hope it doesn't suck to be you guys. And this holiday season, from the bottom of our grinchy little hearts, we wish you guys the most fun and safe passageway to whatever celebration you've got cooking. I'd like to add the like old school Grinch, not the new creepy Jim Carrey Grinch. <laughs> or the Matthew Morrison new, new Grinch. That's terrifying. No, just we're only about the old school Grinch or the Benedict Cumberbatch animated Grinch because he was super cute too. Yeah, that's that's only only acceptable Grinch. Only acceptable one. Yes. Yes, so thanks again, everybody. And join us in just two days on Wednesday for our regular show. We have a real bad granny. She's a giggling granny. Giggling, giggling granny. A serial killer. What? So if you can guess who I'm going to be covering, I'll send you a sticker. (laughs) (laughs) Can you tell somebody's really excited about having merch? It's me and Andy. We're both really excited about it. So thanks again for tuning in to Hellmark. We will see you on Wednesday and then back again for Hellmark Part 2. Woo! Bye! Woo! Bye!